When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. I'm Stephanie Safarian, and this is episode 124. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there and welcome back. On today's show, we are answering the why as well as the how of online thrifting for clothes. If you are listening to this podcast at or near release date, you likely know that thanks to coronavirus, the thrift stores, the brick and mortar thrift stores are closed. (laughs) And that's okay because whether you love sifting through the stuff at a brick-and-mortar store or not, online thrifting is how savvy modern thrifters buy secondhand in the 21st century. They harness the power of the internet, they use the site's search parameters, they find the exact item they are looking for in their desired color and size, and they buy it for a fraction of the price of a new item. Now, many consumers in financial instability rely on thrifting as a way of life. There's nothing revolutionary about buying secondhand stuff. But for a lot of us, our disposable incomes make shiny, new, pristine goods accessible. And the shiny, the new, and the pristine almost always appears more appealing than anything that we could buy secondhand. I would go so far as to argue that corporations have fed us the lie that new is best, and most of us, including myself, have bought it. Capitalism works only when consumers constantly buy, and the constant purchasing of new goods leaves little space for the older but perfectly fine garments in our closets to thrive. The reality is that thrifting is recycling, and it is a powerful way to acquire needed items without all the problems that come with overconsumption. Now, on today's show, we are answering three distinct questions. First, I'm answering the obvious question, the why. Why is thrifting important? And as I answer this question, I'm going to be giving you some stats. So even if you think you know all about thrifting, You may still want to take a listen to section one because I am confident that even the savviest thrifters out there may be surprised. On part two of today's show, I am answering the question, well, if it's so great, why doesn't everyone thrift? 
Many of you reach out to me with questions and concerns, and I am going to do my best to debunk some of those thrifting myths in part two. And finally, part three is all about identifying which online retailers simplify the secondhand shopping experience to the point where it is not just easy, it's super fun. We will discuss the common ones like ThreadUp and Poshmark, of course. I'll just touch on those. But then I'm going to highlight three lesser known sites that are pretty darn awesome. This week's show notes, you can find them at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 124, M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 124. And let's just get right in to part one. As I like to do in all my shows and try to do in all my shows, I like to start with answering why. Why is thrifting pretty darn important? Well, (laughs) there are so many reasons why thrifting is important, and some of them are quite obvious. There is the significant financial savings, for one, and there is the fact that embracing secondhand sends a powerful message to retailers that you're not interested in introducing fast fashion junk into the waste stream, too. Those are obvious benefits to thrifting. In addition to those obvious ones, there are three not-so-obvious ones. The first, of course, is thrifting provides a reduced environmental impact. Reduced consumer demand results in reduced manufacturing of new stuff, which ultimately results in fewer items sent to landfills. It also results in lowered carbon emissions. Thrifting for clothes and accessories keeps 300,000 tons of fabric from landfills each year. Wow, think about that for a minute. And if every person in the world substituted just one new piece of clothing for a thrifted garment, a used garment, we would collectively prevent 6 billion pounds of carbon emissions. While it is super important to consider an item's afterlife, which is where does it go when it's no longer useful or no longer wanted, it's also prudent to consider an item's before life because the mining of the materials, the exploitation of the finite goods used to make that product, all those before life factors demand a hefty environmental toll. And because thrifting prevents the creation of new garments, today we're talking specifically about garments, the practice is a really powerful way to help the planet. So that's reason one why we should all take a second look at thrifting. Reason number two is perhaps thrifting results in improved health. Wearing secondhand clothes may be the healthier option because anecdotal evidence suggests that secondhand clothes lack the lingering chemicals used in the growth and manufacturing of the fibers. So what on earth does that mean? Let me give you a quick real-life example. Say you purchase a new cotton onesie for your baby. The cotton in the onesie was conventionally grown, which means that pesticides and herbicides were absolutely used to grow the cotton to make that onesie. As a result, the onesie that will be put on your baby has lingering chemicals within its fibers. Alternately, you could instead purchase a secondhand cotton onesie, 
Again, not organic cotton, just conventional cotton, but you could buy that onesie secondhand. And that may be the healthier option because that onesie, the thrifted one, has been worn and washed and worn and washed again and again. And again, anecdotal evidence suggests that all those lingering pesticides and herbicides have been washed out of the thrifted garment. This would, of course, not be the case with a brand new cotton onesie. So perhaps improved health. The third reason why we should all consider thrifting as a means of filling our closets is because secondhand purchasing provides support to humans. Buying secondhand clothes supports workers' rights, particularly in the fashion industry where there are a bunch of bad actors exploiting human labor. Sweatshop garment workers around the world work 18-hour days, seven days a week during peak seasons, and they rarely earn more than $2, just $2 a day. When we buy secondhand, we are driving down the consumer demand for cheap sweatshop goods, and so doing so is a real tangible way that you and I as consumers can take a stand against what really is modern-day slavery. Now, we're not talking about Goodwill in the Salvation Army today because those are brick-and-mortar thrift stores instead of online thrift stores, but I do just want to say here as a side note that when you buy from places like the Goodwill and the Salvation Army and other charitable organizations, you are not padding the pocket of an already wealthy CEO. You are instead making a donation to a charity, and your money is then used to support families, probably locally, in need with proceeds from your purchase. There are so many reasons why thrifting is beneficial to the planet, to humans, to our pocketbooks, but still, many of us are reluctant to embrace thrifting as a lifestyle tweak. And so we're moving right on to part two of today's episode, where I debunk some of the common thrifting myths that I hear from all of you in our closed Facebook group, The Sustainable Minimalist. The first one is but I like new stuff. And I do too. (laughs) Thrifting for me personally is something that I continue to struggle with as I wrap my head around it. I have no problem buying secondhand items or even better, acquiring secondhand items for free for my daughters because they are young, they grow quickly, and they ruin everything. Everything. So I see absolutely no point in dressing them in perfectly new, perfectly pressed designer items that just is not happening in my household. But for me, I struggle with the fact that I have a very small wardrobe these days and I have worked so hard to really curate it. And I am at a point in my life where I would rather spend a lot of money once in a great while on an amazing piece than spend a little money all the time on used or less than perfect pieces. So I know that makes me sound like a total snooty pants, (laughs) but that's honesty. My response to those of you listening who are like me and you like new stuff, my response to you 
is that you can find brand new items when you thrift, including items with tags that are still on them. Some thrifting websites encourage shoppers to use their filters so you can search for only the brand new with tags or the like new items. And we'll get into this later in the episode. But once I figured this out and once I realized that I can buy perfectly new stuff thrifted, this was a massive game changer in the way I personally viewed thrifting. Another common problem I hear from you, my listeners, is that you're concerned that if you start thrifting for some things, that then automatically means you should be thrifting for everything. And my response to that is you can thrift for everything if you'd like. You can thrift for furniture. You can thrift for kitchenwares. You can thrift your heart out if you want. But if you don't, you can thrift just for specific items. This black and white thinking, all or nothing, all thrifting or no thrifting, is another thing I personally struggle with. (laughs) But the incrementalist in me and the incrementalist principle that is sustainable minimalism means that thrifting just a little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there, is certainly more eco-friendly than not thrifting at all. So if you want to dabble I say go for it. Dip a toe into the thrifting world, see how it works for you, and then go ahead and reassess. The final the final question, it's kind of a rhetorical question, is isn't thrifting the opposite of minimal living? It can be, to be honest. Thrifting can be the opposite of minimalist living if you go overboard. And that is why it's really important to thrift for only what you need right now and pass on all those items. And when I say pass on, I mean don't buy them. (laughs) So pass on all those items you think you might need someday. Refusing really good deals require self-control, whether the item is secondhand or whether the item is new. If we think we're getting a good deal, we are sent into spending overdrive. It's human nature. And online thrifting retailers, I believe, capitalize on that rush because there's one of the piece you're looking at, right? It's not like a conventional e-commerce site where the corporation has a stockpile of hundreds of the pre-made sweater that you're looking at in your size. When you thrift, there's just one of the item. So these e-commerce thrifting sites, some of them have a countdown clock to highlight that soon the deal will go away. Or some have flash sales where, ooh, look, if you buy right now, you'll get an extra 10% off, but you must buy ding, ding, ding right now. My personal favorite and I say that not sarcastically, sometimes I really do love it, but it's the bundling. When you buy a lot from the same seller, you unlock an extra tier of savings. And so it's really important that when you thrift, you take a deep breath, or maybe you take two or three deep breaths. And when you feel yourself getting swept away by that rush of dopamine, you just put a halt on the whole thing. Because If you don't, if you don't put a halt on it, and if you allow yourself to get swept away, you will end up with a closet full of stuff you don't need. And that, my friends, is definitely the opposite of minimalist living.
So we're moving right on to part three. We are flying through today. This is where I am identifying five online thrifting sites for all of us to check out. The first two are the ones you've likely heard of. So I'm going to go through the first two a little quick because I'm assuming that many of you have heard of them before. The first is Poshmark and the second is ThreadUp. So we'll start with Poshmark. Poshmark offers items from over 5,000 brands. And in my opinion, it is by far the easiest online thrifting retailer simply because the smartphone app, the Poshmark smartphone app, is foolproof. It enables buyers to filter results on size, color, brand. And I love Poshmark because I can filter results based on the brands that I know and love. So I mentioned before on this podcast a few weeks ago that I love Athleta. I love the quality. I love the way the clothes fit. I love I love Athleta. And because I love them and I have Athleta clothes, I know what my size is. So shopping on Poshmark for Athleta, it really is as simple for me as typing in the brand, type in my size, and see what comes up. I mentioned earlier the new with tags options, and this is, again, it was a game changer for me. I have purchased countless quality pieces with tags still on for a fraction of the price of retail. My favorite item, I'll just (laughs) go back to Athleta one more time, my biggest and most beloved thrifted purchase thus far was a gorgeous 100% wool sweater from Athleta, tag still on, and for literally a fraction of the price of what it was being sold for retail. And I know it was a fraction because I looked up the retail price. (laughs) The quality was in this purchase. The tags were on this purchase. It is a piece that fits into my closet and There is really no downside to this purchase. It was one of those purchases that just felt good on every level. One other thing I love about Poshmark really quickly is that the site has an offer counter offer feature. It encourages bargaining just like you would do in the real life if you were at a flea market, let's say. They also offer bundled purchases too. So if you are shopping for your kid who just went through a growth spurt, you can bundle purchases from the same seller and get extra savings. So that's Poshmark. The second very well-known online thrifting retailer is ThreadUp. ThreadUp is similar to Poshmark in that the site has a little bit of everything. There's a lot of fast fashion, but there's some good stuff too. And on ThreadUp's website, they say, quote, they have brands from Gap, to Gucci. <laughs> As a shopper, I really appreciate that all the clothes and accessories on the site are taken on an actual mannequin. And that means that I get to see how an item really fits before I buy it. So that's really important to me. But in my opinion, the best part about ThreadUp is all the things it offers for you as a seller. ThreadUp makes selling as easy as pie. ThreadUp does all the hard, stinky work that nobody wants to do to sell something secondhand. So they inspect the pieces, they photograph the pieces, they write those detailed, catchy descriptions, and then when your pieces sell, they ship them for you. 
Selling your stuff, selling your clothes and accessories with ThreadUp is really as simple as just ordering one of their bags. It's called a clean-out kit. Filling it up and sending it to ThreadUp. If you send them stuff, too, that isn't in sellable condition, maybe something with holes, maybe something that's completely worn, ThreadUp will responsibly recycle those items for you. So that's ThreadUp. The third online thrifting retailer that I need to make you all aware of is Patagonia Warnware. Now, if you are not familiar with Patagonia, you should know that Patagonia has been committed to environmental issues since its inception. And many sustainable minimalists, eco-friendly consumers, they support the brand because it has an eco-conscious mission, as well as the fact that their clothes specifically, their gear too, but their clothes is what we're talking about today. So their clothes are superbly well-made. Patagonia is a certified B Corporation, and if you don't know what that is, you should go back and listen to episode 121 of this podcast, but they are certified B Corporation, and they are beyond committed to corporate responsibility. They use recycled fibers in their clothes. They have a repair guarantee. I could go on and on about all the things that Patagonia does right. But there is one problem with Patagonia, and that is that their products are really pricey when you buy them new. One member in this group's closed Facebook group mentioned that Patagonia products are way more money than she would ever dream of spending on clothes ever. And I hear that a lot. The solution to the Patagonia priciness problem is Patagonia Warnware. It is an online thrift shop that exclusively sells Patagonia products for men, women, and children. The things I love about Warnware is that they maintain a really high level of quality control. So they are repairing their items before they are listed on Warnware. Warnware also makes Patagonia products more financially accessible for consumers, like much more financially accessible accessible. So if you have a better sweater, or if you even know what a better sweater is, that's capital B and capital S, it is probably one of the warmest winter sweaters on the market. It is amazing. But with a price tag of just about $100, a lot of people can't purchase that better sweater new. You can buy better sweaters in any size, any color, on Warnware for half the price, so around $50. All right, that's Patagonia Warnware. Next up is Tradesy. If you consider yourself a lover of high fashion, you need to check out Tradesy because Tradesy is an online marketplace for high-end designer brands exclusively for women. So Right off the bat, the items listed on Tradesy are much more expensive than on Poshmark or ThreadUp, but Tradesy is still the number one place to find some really great steals on those expensive garments. Now, as a buyer, I appreciate that the site offers a 100% authenticity promise. So that means that I can be really darn sure I am not buying a knockoff. I also really like Tradesy's mission too. Their mission is rooted in what I'm working towards, which is 
simplify your wardrobe by paying a little more for quality that will be treasured for years and years and years. So that's Trade Z. And finally, Refashioner. Refashioner is for the vintage lovers. <laughs> if you love vintage clothing, you need to check out Refashioner because it's going to be your best friend. It can be difficult, if not downright impossible, to find quality vintage finds on a site like Poshmark or ThreadUp. Refashioner makes finding high-quality vintage from the 1920s and onward quite possible. What I like about Refashioner is that quality control is meticulous. The prices are in line with what you would find elsewhere. And finally, many of their pieces, not all of them, but many of them, come with a little story, a little bit of a history of where the piece has been, who owned it, etc. Now, two honorable mentions or should I say honorable actions, <laughs> for getting your hands on new-to-you clothes when you need it is number one, to rent, and to number two, swap with friends. So first, rent. Really quick, I've said this so many times on the podcast, but there was once a time in my life where I just bought a new dress for every wedding, every fancy occasion I was invited to, and the result was a closet full of dresses and gowns that were out of style and barely worn. So instead of continuously filling that closet, I now rent garments. If I have a wedding on the calendar, I rent my dress. Rent the Runway offers luxurious pieces in many styles and sizes for a fraction of the cost of the new outfit. And if you consider yourself a minimalist, you will be so happy to look fabulous and then send the dress right back. So that's rent. If you need clothes, rent or swap with friends. Clothing swaps save money, they reduce textile waste, they lower carbon footprints, and they're really just a fun way to socialize. So maybe once social isolation is a thing of the past, you consider inviting your best girlfriends over, you ask them to bring a bag of no longer used clothes and accessories, you pile everything according to what it is, so all the shirts, all the sweaters, all the pants, and then you just invite your guests to sip a little wine, have a little appetizer, and take home new-to-them items. Now, if that sounds like, if you're an introvert and that sounds like way beyond what you want to do, just swap clothes with a friend that's your size. It doesn't have to be serious. The point is to spice up your wardrobe without going to the mall and buying new. So this week's show notes, I talked pretty fast, and especially if you heard an online retailer you want to <laughs> check out, you should first check out this week's show notes, where I have listed literally everything we talked about today. You can find them at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 124. Now on next week's show, it is summer-themed. We are discussing all things sustainable summer. We're talking about reef-safe sunscreen, eco-conscious bathing suits, you name it. We're covering it. I will see you then. Have an amazing week. Take care.